You know, there was a part of me that thought at one point, I'm like, hey, you know what? I want to get some rental properties. I want to uh, save my money and and go find some properties that, that maybe need some tender love and rehabilitate the property and then and then rent it out to somebody. Uh, this past year and a half has made me rethink that uh, because of what we've seen happen over the course of uh, 18 months when it comes to an eviction moratorium that the government uh, ultimately imposed on these property owners, uh, keeping them from being able to eject somebody who hasn't paid their rent. Um, And we've been talking uh, this half hour about uh, the eviction moratorium, its impacts, and also the legal challenges. Uh, And it's on a couple of different fronts. Of course, you've got the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention with their extended and and modified uh, eviction moratorium into October. Uh, That's after it ended and uh, just a couple of days went by before the Biden administration re-upped it. But modifying it, uh, though it seems to be encapsulating uh, 80-plus percent of the country with that modified uh, eviction moratorium. But you also have on a state level, uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker and his eviction moratorium, and that ends at the end of this month. uh, But I'm interested to see if he's going to extend it uh, based off of uh, what the CDC has done. Regardless, the eviction moratorium statewide faces a challenge. And joining us to talk about that is Paul Arena. He is with the Illinois Rental Property Owners Association. We've talked to him before in the past. Paul, thanks so much for taking time with us. Uh, What are the impacts to your members of the uh, ongoing eviction moratorium? moratorium well um thank you for having me this moratorium has dragged on so long we're seeing um uh, some members who are under incredible financial stress people having to sell off properties to pay bills um people i've had reports of people who just have walked away from the property um so the the ones who are experiencing difficulties it's extreme when you talk about people walking away from properties, uh, talk about the impacts to the, the the communities when that type of thing happens. Well, right. So you'll have the um, you know the added problem of, of blight on unkept properties, properties who are you know in that uh, transition period where a bank has to come in and take it over. So that will have an impact on communities. But the other part of it is uh, available rental property is being removed from. Uh, from inventory, um, both because of people deciding they don't want to be landlords anymore and just selling houses to, uh, to to homeowners and for the reason of people walking away from property and, you know, have it go through the foreclosure cycle and have it not be available as rental housing stock. We're talking with Paul Arena. He is with the Illinois Rental Property Owners Association. Uh, tell us about the lawsuit against the governor. Where does that stand and what are the next steps here? So the lawsuit against the governor uh, went, you know, through the trial court up to the appellate level. The appellate court ruled that the trial court should have um, made a ruling on all counts in the complaint, went back to the trial court. The trial court, again, uh, ruled against us. Uh, and now we have filed appeal again at the appellate level. So it's kind of been uh, volleyed back and forth here. All the while, uh, the landlords uh, in Illinois have uh, have gone without rent, and uh, they've uh, surely tried to apply for rental assistance. The state of Illinois announcing uh, hundreds of millions of dollars last year. Uh, that program ended in the fall, and then it took them uh, months to get uh, the new federal dollars uh, implemented for a program this spring. The window opened, and now it's closed uh, after uh, they they essentially contract 
contracted with a bunch of service providers to be able to facilitate this. Um, talk about that program. Has it been successful? Hundreds of millions of dollars uh, lined up to go out to, to to landlords whose tenants are cooperating. Right. For, for some people, it, it's working out. Um, I think that the scope of the problem makes it hard to, to call the programs successful because there are people who are getting made being made whole but there's too many who are not there's too many landlords who i hear complaints from who are waiting and waiting don't know what's going on now are coming to this point in time where um, the courts are starting to open up and they're having to make a choice between do i go ahead and file or do i continue to wait and see what happens so it's uh, just a area of uncertainty for a lot of people well and that window closed apparently at midnight this morning uh for for landlords to um to apply uh but the state also acknowledging uh that uh if landlords are not cooperating tenants could get that money directly is there any guarantee that tenants are going to give that money to the landlords no um there is no guarantee at all it's just uh, these uh rules come through the treasury department and they said uh, a little while back that if the landlord's not cooperating, you may deliver money directly to the tenant. And it's up to the administrating agency to decide if they want to do that. I don't think that that's necessarily a good idea in terms of uh, dealing with the intent of the program. If the program was to uh, pay the rent that was due, giving the money directly to the tenant's not going to ensure that that happens. Some tenants may pay the landlord. But other tenants may decide, oh, I'm just going to go find a new landlord, or I may just use this money to, you know, buy other items or, or spend it in some other way. So, uh, so we, we think it's a flawed policy for that reason. But secondly, our complaint is that it's not reciprocal. We're experiencing a lot of difficulty with landlords who are desperate to get back rent and tenants who refuse to participate in the program, and. They don't permit it to go the other way around. A landlord cannot go through these rental assistance programs unless the tenant participates. Paul Arena with us on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, and I imagine that, uh, especially with all the other assistance that's gone out from enhanced unemployment to the stimulus checks as well, um, that's got to be brewing a, a certain level of discontent between the landlords and the tenants. For the tenants who are being intentional in, in, you know, in not paying and taking advantage where there's a perception that the tenant is taking advantage, uh, there is a lot of tension. You know, for others, you know, I've talked to landlords who feel that their tenant had a legitimate hardship and they want to work with the tenant as much as they can to get all of the proper documentation in place um, because that's part of these programs require the tenant to document that they had a COVID-related hardship. So we're seeing uh, cases that are of denials that are either because the tenant makes too much money because the rental assistance isn't for everybody. It's only for low-income people. Or secondly, the tenant is struggling to prove that they had a legitimate reason not to pay the rent. Paul Arena, he is with the Illinois Rental Property Owners Association. Greatly appreciate you taking the time and uh, staying in touch throughout this. I know it's been uh, um, an amazing uh, uh, time for for property owners who uh, who rent these properties out, and uh, a lot of people are being hurt 
real hard by uh, a year and a half of this. Uh, and we'll see. Uh, do you have any in- inclination if the governor is going to extend the moratorium or is he uh, going to let this thing, uh, you know, end at the end of this month uh, and you guys could start uh, doing evictions? we got about 20 seconds. We're aware that there is an initiative in place to uh, encourage the governor to extend his moratorium to align with the CDC moratorium. We'll see where that ultimately goes. Greatly appreciated, as always, uh, Paul, and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right, be safe. All right, thanks very much.